We're live with episode number 120. This is the first post-election episode we've done. Just full disclosure, I have no idea where this episode's going to go. We are planning to keep it on track. Last episode, we promised that we would do a solar episode. This is, as I mentioned right before we started recording, before the possible end of the earth took place, or the pre-end of the earth. The print, uh, we call it. Yeah, that means we don't have any follow-up because none of us were interested in... I don't think any actual tech news happened this week. I don't think... Not really. Anything that wasn't political happened. I was going to say, it's as if there was this other huge story that someone was covering. Yeah, yeah. Or, and know, the world in general there, was covering. Yeah. I uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm trying to sort through conspiracy theories and trying to figure out if there's anything that's real that's happening. Um, it seems like... Based on the last week, nothing is real anymore. Uh, I did want to say there's a story in here that we've that I've had in here for a couple months that I want to talk about for a couple minutes, just kind of follow up, um, and then we can have our we can have our solar episode that Nick has literally two stories for, um, and the Elon Musk one. Oh, I know that, that, but that was mine. I forgot and actually yeah. how my one story worked, and I was like, they're not both solar, and then <laughs> it turns out they both are. Good call. Oh, good. Good call. Good. Rob. Good. Uh, yeah, so th- there's a story we've had in here for a while, which is the fact that Facebook Messenger, the Facebook chat app, a couple months ago, I don't even know when the story's from, I guess the 10th month, so it was probably early November or early October, uh, they added the ability to send encrypted one-on-one chats through Facebook Messenger. And I just thought in the era where, you know, personal uh, internet security is going to be at a paramount potentially. Uh, it'd be a good kind of thing to notice, to note that you can do this. Uh, I actually started a couple conversations. I, I thought this was actually previous to this election. I thought that it would just be interesting to talk about this because I didn't like how the Facebook messenger, like the encrypted conversations could only be done from one device to one other device. So like it wasn't cross device. You couldn't get those messages on your desktop. They would just go from, say, if you set it up on your phone, it would go to someone else's phone and then go back to that same phone. Like it's one device to one device similar to the way Snapchat works. So uh, if you go into Facebook Messenger, go to the last, the, the me tab and go to near the bottom, you should have, and if you don't, this is, you might need to update your app or something. Um, but as far as I know, they turn this on for everyone. There's a tab or a, an item called secret conversations uh, where, where you can turn secret conversations on. At that point, you can go and start a new message and you'll see the option to turn to uh, next to cancel, like across from cancel, you'll see an option to turn secret conversation on. You can send, pick someone to send a secret message to, and it will send an encrypted message only to that one person. And um, from what I have read and from what I've heard, this will be fully encrypted in the sense that normally Facebook can read your chats if they need to, and they are subject to government requests should that happen. But fully encrypted chats uh, are as far as I know, not done that way. They are solely on device. They're encrypted through the air. Um, I believe that WhatsApp also has this. And so anyways, um, I just got a really weird message. And uh, <laughs> I guess this is this wasn't an encrypted message though, Mike. This is this is fully searchable. Mike just sent me the message, Bush did 9-11. <laughs> I don't think that was an encrypted message. <laughs> it was encrypted on my end, so. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just how wanted, does that how does that work if the both people aren't set up to do encrypted? I believe you just have to turn encrypted messages on, and then you would 
get it. Although it might, it might say I haven't actually, Oh, you know what happened? I think it just went into the ether if no one had it set up. Cause I sent one to Julia and she didn't get it. Okay. And then I asked her to turn it on and then I sent her another one okay. and then it worked. So I think they just kind of disappear. Okay. So then it was uh, encrypted then we're okay. Yeah. But now you've told the world what the message was. So you've still <laughs> no, implicated I'm, me. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a secret conversation. I just got it normal. I just got it in what? our existing chat. I, I turned it on though. I said, send encrypted messages or send secret messages from this device. No, but you have to. So when you start, you have to start a new message thread as secret. <sighs> <clears throat> damn so it click <laughs> like, should click we expecting a raid now it's Jeez. good that we're learning this now <laughs> so yeah when you start go to start a new message you'll have the you'll see the option to start a secret thread but oh, it's totally different okay. it comes up as a black like there's a black logo instead of a blue messenger logo so you have to delete your existing thread no because... you have to delete it it's it's totally a separate thread but it's i just... said i did plus mm-hmm. and then write message and then that's the only Not option right message, oh then there's a little secret. lockup at the top yeah Okay, I see. So feel free to send me encrypted messages that are full of probable conspiracy theories. This is thrilling listening, I gotta say. Well, I can cut this out if it ends up being boring, but I, I think it's it's a useful piece of information. I wanted to say WhatsApp also did, uh, I don't know if all the messages are secret uh, or encrypted now, but I think you can turn that on by default, or you can turn it on to the default. Um, I just think it's an important thing to note that People like security experts on Twitter that I've been watching since Tuesday have been talking about turning on two factor authentication wherever you can, turning on encrypted messages wherever you can, getting things like Tor, things like VPNs, just wanting to protect yourself in advance in case anything crazy happens. Um, I don't necessarily want to go Godwin's law on this episode, but I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't at least say, um, I've been reading people have been posting things about the hi- the history of Germany in the 1930s and apparently things happened really quickly once he started to take power and so I just wanted to just in case something like that happens I want people to in in the age of the internet we should we have ways of protecting ourselves more and I think that people should at least be aware of those options before anything starts happening I don't think we've Godwin the show yet I think you uh, well, yeah, I, think I made avoided the specific it. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so that's that's going to be... I'm going to consider that my follow-up. Uh, if you guys have no other follow-up, then we can talk. Nick, why don't you tell us about farming in the desert? Farming in the desert? Farming the desert? <laughs> no, Nick no, is just trolling this episode now. <laughs> because, because you can only be in one desert at once, but you can always have two helpings of dessert. That's how mm-hmm. you remember the number of S's. That's actually a pretty good trick. Mm-hmm. I just remember that desert's the one without two S's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm being completely honest here. I'm not that's, just a, saying that. that's a really good trick. <laughs> that's that's beautiful. <clears throat> so there's a farm mm-hmm. in Australia, in the desert, and they're using seawater to irrigate things. It's really great. Mm. Via desalinization, salination. Yeah, d. De- is it desalination or desalination? desalination? I've got desalination here. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. Seawater is piped 5.5 kilometers from the Spencer Gulf to Sundrop Farms, the 20-hectare site in the arid Port, Port Augusta region. The solar-powered desalination plant removes the salt, creating enough fresh water to irrigate 180,000 tomato plants inside the greenhouse. Hmm. 
You know what I really like just before we talk about the story is how Nick has become such a good reader of articles. <laughs> he's he's got that narrator's voice. He does. Yeah. I've always had the narrator's voice. So the it looks like they're also using or is the solar power just an, a separate thing or is that how they desalinate? I think it's a, it's active solar power not passive solar power. Okay. So far as I know. So it is for desalination. Yes. Okay. As in like heat it up to evaporate and then recollect the evaporated water? Is that the desalination process? Yes. Um, it's also a distillation process. Mm. I but don't I think know mostly. that it says how it actually does that. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard a lot oh. of... The plants talk- also grow in coconut husks. So that's a thing. I heard a lot of desalination talk with California and their recent droughts and yeah. saying that that could be an option for them. But they have other hurdles, I think. I don't know if it's financial. Like, I think the cost investment is pretty high for desalination, and it requires a lot of maintenance, I think. So they're not pulling the trigger on that, I don't think, right away yet. Th- this whole thing is taking place inside a greenhouse? Yep. Wow, that's crazy. Isn't it so neat? They- they're basically terraforming Australia. Is that... <laughs> kind of what they're doing like well port on a small augusta. scale sorry port augusta they're terraforming yeah very slowly huh although there was another there was an actual terraforming article that i came across that was kind of neat so i'm just i'm reading through this article here and i'm having a hard time getting like the takeaway from it like is is the idea that this is a unique way to grow tomatoes well, like it says, it says conventional greenhouses are more expensive to run on an annual basis because of the cost of fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But where does the desalination part? Is that just the irrigation? Like, would you have to do that anyway with conventional greenhouses? Like, I'm, I'm at a loss still have to, to irrigate. I think, well, it, it seems to me like there's a couple things that are pretty, not necessarily unique, but pretty rare in this particular setup. Uh, okay. So there's, there's a paragraph here. This is the farm's solar power is generated by 23,000 mirrors that reflect sunlight towards a 127-meter-high receiver tower. Yeah. On a sunny day, up to 39 megawatts of energy can be produced, enough to power the desalination plant and supply the greenhouse's electricity needs. Mm-hmm. So it's not the heat from the sun that's desalinizing? Desalinating? It's the energy generated by the solar that's desalinating. Right. If that, so my original thought of well, it's evaporating water using the sun's rays is not accurate. Like that, might, I don't know. That might be how they're generating energy, but that's not how they're desalinating. It seems kind of ambiguous in, because you can you can figure out how many megawatts of energy get produced by a certain amount of thing by a certain amount of like light hitting mirrors and then hitting a receiver tower. But there are two kinds of ways you can either use that light that you've concentrated to generate electricity, or you can use it to actually boil water oh right for sure but and that's what i'm saying i don't know what the energy it does seem like it's indirect is. yeah if this article is to be believed so uh, i yeah. yeah it's not really clear they say that um the, there's the cost of fossil fuels involved somehow i'm not sure exactly where that comes into play it doesn't seem like there's anything obviously fossil fuel based in a traditional greenhouse that would be replaced in this one but well, like natural really... natural gas electricity generation, that'd be or coal. So for desalinating, you mean? 
just for anything. But yeah, the desalinating requires energy, and you'd be getting that energy from fossil fuels if you weren't right. using solar or hydro, I guess. But yeah, I guess it just depends what the difference what the difference is between what they're saying. It's expensive. It's more expensive the conventional way, but they don't say what part of the process is more expensive because yes, you'd have to use fossil fuels to desalinate. So are they saying it's more expensive compared to other plants where they have to pipe in seawater and then desalinate it? Like it's, it's hard to figure out what exactly they're referring to as unique when they say it's more expensive to do it the other way. So my, I haven't really been listening to you because I've been looking, but of course (laughs) the, there is the obvious criticism that why would you do this when you can just grow tomatoes in the ground in other parts of Australia? Yeah. I think it's a neat proof of concept, this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I found the thing. Link in the chat. Does this, does this have any links out to the actual... It's just a picture. Rob, it's Reddit. There's never links. No. <laughs> it's true. Although they, like, list all the citation, so... Where do they list all the citation? In that image. Yeah. At the top of the image. Astrobiological studies on extremophiles and its application for desertification control. Yeah, you guys see the problem, right? (laughs) (laughs) If I want to search for this, I have to retype it all. Oh, no. I have no issue. It's not like a laziness thing. It's just like, this is not a helpful reference. I mean, it's literally a laziness thing. You you can't even copy paste. It's like Mm -hmm. you have to type. Yeah. Like some animal. Like, I'm pretty sure they could copy and paste in the Stone Age. They, they just could. like chisel around the cave drawings and then move them. Mm-hmm. And paste with tar. <laughs> you poor soul, Rob. You're so hard done by. Thank you. Even the link, there is a link at the after the um, below the fold of the page, but it just links to like a, a PDF of a PowerPoint presentation about this kind of stuff. It's very weird. Of a PowerPoint so, presentation. so anyways, this solar farming thing, it does clarify and it's similar to other solar projects where there's solar energy shortages in the winter. So you still have to be hooked up to the grid. Okay. With this one. Oh, um, man. But at least, at least it doesn't fully rely on quote unquote so, fossil fuels. So what's the difference between this and other ones? I, I don't know. Okay. So. I think just, I think just the scale of it, like it's, it's a large project yes like okay and it's in the middle of the desert yeah where you wouldn't otherwise grow tomatoes i right. think that's yeah, that's the point hmm. so for all those practicing the hundred mile diet <laughs> you can you can have tomatoes if you live in port augusta i guess <laughs> only tomatoes beef, so. <laughs> because nothing else will ever grow there yeah that's about unless you use cyanobacteria as per the link yeah the um yeah, this is a very, at least it seems to jump all over the place, this presentation. Anyways, I can include that link if you wish, Nick, also. Which one? The Reddit one. Cool. Also, this story's from October 6th, so. It's pretty Nick, recent. Nick oh, being man. How old Nick, is it? And it's not eight years, but. <laughs> well, no, this one was, wait, which one? The the farming in the desert one. Farming yeah. in the desert? Oh, I think man. it's just been in the li- links for a I was going to say, yeah. Like, <laughs> I've been trying to get in, get on this for a while now. That's true. You have, actually. So it's probably only two weeks old when That's you That's true. It. We have talked a lot about cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the best days. Really are, are. They, are they really? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah so um, they're really optimistic that we've, we'll still be able to grow tomatoes once climate, ta- climate change makes deserts. 
Huzzah. So, Rob, do you want to tell us what Elon Musk's been up to yeah, the last absolutely. couple of weeks? Well, what what he was up to on Two the 29th of October. Yeah. Uh, the world was a different place then. California was getting sunlight. Uh, so, t- Tesla, they've been on fire lately and not Literally? in the Samsung like way. Like Samsung? Okay. Not in the Samsung way. Okay. Uh, they have released or they they to to do this announcement they actually fitted four houses on this block in california with solar roof tiles and so basically their aim in building these these solar roof tiles is to make solar energy beautiful so that to make it beautiful and to make these tiles stronger than actual regular shingles or roof tiles are so that there is literally no reason not to get them because if it's cheaper to install and maintain and replace these tiles and they give you electricity, then it, it, yeah, it just makes no sense not to do it that way. And so people would, it wouldn't be needing to convince people that over the long term this will pay off. It would pay off immediately. Uh, what they did is actually really cool. I, th- I feel like I explained it. Maybe I explained it outside the show. Um, they set it up so that these tiles actually have differential transparency based on the angle of incidence of the light or where you're looking. And so if you, if you look at them from straight on from above, uh, they are transparent and you can see the fact that they're solar panels. But if you look at them from ground level, from, from an oblique angle, like you would standing on the ground, then they are, they just look like regular tiles. They're either like clay colored or gray or brown. Mm. And I, I thought that was really neat because the incident light from the sun, the stuff that's going to be generating the electricity is going to come from pretty much straight up. Whereas you, you, if you want it, if the goal is to have it not only kind of generate electricity for you, but look like a normal roof, you want it to just be regular roof colored from below. And you don't want to necessarily make it obvious that it's a solar roof, but, and that's what they've managed to accomplish with that. It's the kind of thing that you don't really think about until you try to do it. And then you're like, Oh, Hey, that makes perfect sense. And so that's what they did. And they have a bunch of different styles. They have going from all the way from just kind of very regular roofs like you'd find in Canada, like just regular shingles to actual kind of rounded clay roof tiles that kind of look like fingernails or fish scales, which is the style you'd see kind of in the Southern California area. And I, I thought this was awesome, not only because it works really well. Like they're, they're talking about their new power wall, which we've talked about in the past and how it has a much higher energy density than it did before. Uh, so it's able to not only kind of give you a higher capacity, but it's also able to pack more power into that same size of battery. And so the, the pitch here is once your Tesla is parked in the garage, you can charge your car, you can power your house and you can actually power your house. Right. Exactly. And so you, the goal with the new power wall is to set it up so that if there's clouds or whatever, that it can provide a typical, they say, I think they say four bedroom house with enough power to last 24 hours if need be. So even if there's a cloudy day that you wouldn't necessarily have to rely on the grid, I'm not sure exactly. It obviously depends on the weather in your area, whether you can actually make enough money to kind of pay for itself over the course of an entire year. But I think the goal is once you're hooked into the grid, you can actually get electricity credits if you're putting more electricity in than you take out. And so this could not only actually save you money compared to traditional shingling, compared to traditional energy use, but it could actually make you money. 
and not look any different. Like you wouldn't look out of place. So I, I, I thought this was awesome. Yeah, it's it's definitely catered to a southern state like Arizona or California or Nevada. It's most catered, yeah. Yeah. Um like I know in in Canada scenario, Canadian scenarios, they've kind of it's fairly unanimous that the benefit of solar isn't quite there yet to make the jump if the motivation is you know, a large part financial. Yeah. Depends on who you ask. <laughs> Yes. I know some uh I know of a solar research group in University of Saskatchewan that would disagree. How so? Really? Yes. Well, for Saskatchewan in particular. Is there electricity distribution different enough that it actually makes sense to to do that? No, it's just a really sunny province. But so is Calgary. Like it's the sunniest city in Canada? Yeah. So <laughs> I I don't understand where where you're going with this. No, they think Solar is a great solution to problems. Oh, I, I or at least fifty percent of I our agree. problems. Agree. I, I just financially, it, it doesn't really pay off in a fast enough amount of time to make it worth it. No. Are you saying that, like, or is that what you've read? That's like, what I've read based on the numbers that people run. Like again, specific to Calgary and how and Max. Okay, and we're or, not talking about. Up. We're not talking about Ontario with the microfit benefit. I guess right. not. Yeah. Yeah. Which we've, Rob and I have talked about many times on this show and Mike's always been like, what? <laughs> Ontario. <laughs> so the, for people who might not be aware, the reason that it's much less useful here, much less beneficial than it would be in, in a, like Southern states or near the equator is that we have much less sunlight that reaches us. And for a much shorter part of the year, and a it, lower angle of incidence, too. Right, yeah. yeah. So the angle of incidence thing can totally be fixed in that it, you just have to it, aim them. To a degree, uh, but yeah. Uh, it, the angle of incidence part can be fixed. The timing is obviously going to be different. You're, you're not going to angle your solar panels at like 45 degrees. Like, you're still going to have them. You could. You could, you but you're not going to. But you, you can also, have, then you, you're getting less... Uh, like you can't actually farm as much because you have to put the solar panels further apart to actually take it, yeah. take fully, take yeah. full advantage of this. Yeah. You have your, cause they shadow each other, right? So you can't. Right. Yeah. But you can, yeah, you can set this up in a way that it works, but it's not going to be as nice as it is in California right. where the sun yeah. comes in very, very high in the sky all yeah. the time. Exactly. In theory, if your house is built, like it obviously all depends on house. Like we're in a condo, so our benefit from it very limited because we don't have much outside walls. But if you're if you're a freestanding structure and there's nothing near you, you could actually set up siding that was like this, and it would be in a much better angle to accept that sunlight if the sunlight hits that. Like there's no point in Canada of putting your of putting anything solar on the north side of a building yeah. because it's never like the absolute most benefit you're ever going to get of anything is going to be like at noon in june and that's that's literally it but it doesn't mean that it's useless here it just means that you're gonna you would need to think much more about the angle of incidence you're gonna put it in at the amount you'd need to actually pay off and possibly even kind of adjusting it i know i've seen a lot of setups where you can collect a lot more light if you're actually doing like a sunflower and adjusting the the kind of actual position of the the panels throughout the day to pick up the most light. But again, that's not necessarily going to work for every situation. So it's a lot trickier in Canada. It's a lot trickier in any any, any northern 
latitudes latitudes yeah but uh that being said there's been a lot of talk about having basically big solar farms where like far from populations and just having like rather than having power plants or coal plants or nuclear plants or whatever i think nuclear is probably still a good idea but having plants kind of distributed but not necessarily just fitted onto homes and so you have a distributed grid like you'd want to have in case of cloudy days or power outages or whatever and but you don't necessarily need to worry about individual houses being properly fit with solar panels real-time follow-up heliotropism that's the thing of following yep yeah okay so you want heliotropic solar panels yes yes nice no worries um the other thing that this this article mentions that i should mention too is that um because elon musk owns these two companies tesla and solar city um solar city is the one that's building these solar panels they're actually planning right now to merge those two companies he being the head of both wants them to merge and <laughs> i don't know i don't know what is so funny about that but i assume something it's just is, you know I don't yeah. know if he'll be able to do it. I mean, he's <laughs> well, the head of both of them, so. <laughs> All in have, favor? Aye. Aye. They have boards of directors, <laughs> but it, it seems like he has made his pitch and it's probably going to happen. Um, apparently, there's a vote on the acquisition happening on November 17th, and it's not just him, although he is apparently the biggest shareholder in both companies. <laughs> It seems like there's no reason not to merge. He's not He's not necessarily a majority shareholder in both companies. He's just the biggest shareholder. What you're saying is he has some clout. He has a lot of clout. <laughs> and people tend to trust him because also, he's, he's... Elon goddamn Musk. Because he's got SpaceX, he's got <laughs> Tesla, and he's got SolarCity. And they're all doing pretty positive things for society. I, like, wonder if he, I wonder if he plays the Elon Musk card. Like He's like, guys, come on, guys. Guys, I'm Elon Musk. Come on. <laughs> no, so yeah. I'm imagining in his uh, grandmaster plan thing. I can't yeah. remember what it's called. Mm -hmm. He's like, guys, I've decided that given recent events, I really need to update this. And so it's <laughs> that, but like each has a sub uh, a sub bullet with take control of the board of X. Do this. <laughs> take control of the board of X. Do this. So he's a supervillain, basically. That's what we're. That's what we've I mean, decided. if he wanted to go for super super villainy, like he's the perfect candidate. Yeah, for being a successful supervillain. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do to stop him? Like blot the sun out of the sky? That would do it. To be honest, <laughs> that's all you'd need to do. I think that's been tried before. Yeah, it work out so well. I know. <laughs> and so, Nick, why don't you? Take us home with the last story we have here and tell us what you'd plan to do with all that energy once you have collected it from your solar panels. Well, this is more of a filler story, mm -hmm. but there, oh, what is it? They're now doing photovoltaic electrolysis and they're doing it at 30% efficiency. And pausing and for gas. Is that Mike okay, so, actually yawned during <laughs> during that? Is that so actually sorry, Nick? Is that all wavelengths, or is that a maximum efficiency at a specific wavelength? Do you know? Oh no, I did not check that. Okay, because thirty percent efficiency is impressive no matter what. I think when we started this show, they were at like fifteen to twenty percent, wasn't it? Uh, something like that. Yeah. 
So the average 48 hour STH efficiency of 30%, which is pretty great. Solar to hydrogen is STH. Oh, so it is. But yeah, so that's, I mean, if the whole battery thing doesn't work out and we need to start using fuel cells, Mm -hmm. having STH procedures in place will be, (laughs) you know, of enormous benefit. Right. Yes. Okay. And they talk about in this experiment, adjusting the solar concentration, the incident solar concentration to maximize efficiency, which makes sense, I guess. Um, just so you're not wasting any energy. I'm not sure how that would work necessarily. Cause, cause what they're going for is 30%, right? Or they're, sorry, they're going for maximum efficiency of this experiment. So you wouldn't necessarily get 30% efficiency out in the wild. You get 30% under ideal conditions. Well, yeah, when, no, where you have you, your maximum. You never input. get as good as you get in the lab. No, but what, what I mean is this system works to the point that if you have the ideal amount of solar energy, you can get 30% of the energy put into splitting from that but if you had more energy than that than that coming in it wouldn't be able to convert all that it wouldn't be able to keep yeah. up with that 30 percent figure yeah and if it's less than yeah presumably similar yeah like you just can't do it as well yeah but uh yeah i mean there are problems with hydrogen as a fuel in the past but are there in terms of being able to do things like there are, you can make, what is it, natural gas? You can make plastics with it. Why would you make natural gas with it? You make hydrogen using natural gas normally. Right. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember what took, uh, what chemical process we learned about that took hydrogen and CO. Like it was like the syngas process. Yeah, syngas. But what is that used to make? I can't remember anymore. Methanol. There are like okay. other things. Oh, okay. Okay. So like chemical feedstocks basically. Yeah. Okay. So it wouldn't, I mean, we, there has been talk, I mean, for a long time, we've been hearing people talk about fuel cell, fuel, fuel cell fueled cars, like BMW, I think was talking about making a hydrogen fueled engine. Yep. I think the industry might not be as big as it would have been now that solar or not solar. Now that electric cars are getting kind of more popular, but it's definitely like having something that's a hybrid of hydrogen powered and so um, battery powered would be pretty interesting. Well, I mean, if I battery technology took a significant leap, uh, fuel cell technology would never have been able to keep up. Right. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It seems like people have kind of forgotten about hydrogen powered cars. Or well, I mean, the, and- uh, the thing with batteries is that they operate at such high efficiency. The yeah. downside is definitely that you have to lug around all those heavy batteries with you. Yes. But I mean... Hydrogen fuel cells are just so lossy. Mm. Just the electrolysis is tremendously lossful if that's what you're going for. The actual fuel cell is lossy and converting hydrogen or storing hydrogen in such a way that you can actually take a significant amount with you is also Mm -hmm. lossy. Yeah. So does the benefit come when you scale it up enough that you're generating a significant amount of high, of energy for the amount of material you're using to generate? Like, I don't know if you guys know what I mean. Like, say, the the analogy would be a business where your profit margin is so small that it's not worth doing it if yeah. you're only going to sell 100 units. If you sell a million, then... Like, airlines. Airlines is similar, mm-hmm. right? Like, they're making 30 cents per passenger or whatever. Yeah. Right? But because they're scaled up high enough that it, they can stay in business. Is it similar to fuel cells where instead of money, it's energy and 
it's if it's worth it to employ in implement the hydrogen fuel cell if you're going to generate enough energy from it well i mean it only really works if you have a market for really pure hydrogen like currently um you would never get hydrogen from electrolysis you would just right you would convert methane just because methane is so cheap you only actually need electrolyzed hydrogen if you need really high purity hydrogen okay yeah but i mean this is like future pie in the sky like super long term when we're not pulling methane anymore right right so could you set up like a power plant that's run on fuel cells where it's like so it's it's scaled up higher than a car would be where you might not have a fuel cell in a car but you'd have a power plant of fuel cells i think they do that except it uses like big chunks of aluminum or something like that Hmm. it's more like a battery than a fuel cell but right okay I don't think they would use this technology necessarily for vehicles anytime soon because it, yeah, like you said, the scale doesn't really make sense. But yeah, for power plants, I think, or for making hydrogen feedstocks, that's what it'd be more useful for. Okay. This electrolysis that they're talking about. this particular method. Sure. That makes sense. But it's cool stuff. (laughs) So if the Hindenburg is ever going to make a comeback, then. Well, it didn't use it as a fuel. (laughs) No, but it used hydrogen though. So. Yeah. Yeah. That would need a lot of hydrogen. If well, only there was some way to turn that into helium, then we'd really have something. <laughs> <laughs> the um, Kurzgesatz did a video on on fusion this week, late this week. I, so I'm all on the, the nuclear fusion kick now again. It's great because like, yeah, if we could just convert hydrogen into helium, then that would be the end of all our problems. <laughs> <laughs> So we've made it through our stories. Do you guys want to talk at all about anything else or about Pokemon? The event ended. RIP event. I'm I'm excited for Christmas. For yeah. The, I for hope any a, potential event. I hope yeah. I hope it's a Stardust event. That'd be great. There's a Lapras event in Japan now. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Did you guys hear that they were thinking about making that a or that people were theorizing it might be a way to get rid of spoofers? Oh, really? If oh, no, people I suddenly, hear about that. If GPS suddenly jumps a person to Japan and then jumps them back to North America, they'd be like, ah, okay, delete. I mean, solid idea. Yeah. But apparently, like, I've been seeing screenshots and it's just like, there's lapruses everywhere in this, this yeah. area yeah. where it's happening. It's like the way Cubone was when yeah. Halloween was here. Yeah. Uh, I did, I don't know, do you guys have any interest in, I forget where I posted it. I think I posted it in the um, Future Chat channel. The CEO of Niantic confirmed there's a big Easter egg that nobody's found yet. Yeah. Yep. Is it still Frodo on that? Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's good. It's Everyone's talking about like how it might be did, ditto because they've seen, they updated like there's a transform move that was updated, but not for ditto. Uh, it all seems very curious. Can you imagine if they released ditto, but like it appeared to be Mewtwo <laughs> and then everyone caught it? <laughs> And it turned out to be Ditto. I think so, people would be just as excited. No. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. The other hints that John Hankey's dropped about eggs eggs will always be found in their natural what did you say biome or habitat? Like Biome. Bi- biome is probably the word. Yeah. yeah. So if you assume that Ditto would be hatched and they've said that hatches will come from their biome and they've said there's an easter egg that no one's found yet 
I have a feeling that is that you can get ditto from an egg, but you just don't know where to get that egg from. Like it's not a regional in like a country sense, mm-hmm. but it's like a specific place that ditto would live in. Yeah. And you'd have to get an egg from that area. Huh. It's possible, know. but I, I feel like it would have been found by now unless there's someone like it's unless it's a very rural stop that nobody yeah. ever goes to. I, so uh, I don't know enough about ditto's history to know where you'd find one. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I got my, I'm reminded I got my seven day streak today for both oh, yeah. stops and Pokemon. Nice. Too. Congratulations, guys. Felt pretty I did, good. I didn't. What? Did you miss a day? <laughs> I missed Saturday? No, Friday. Oh, Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike. Well, I don't have stops everywhere. Like, what you happened guys on do. Friday? What? I was at the home. Whole, the whole day? You didn't. I, I, I don't know, guys. <laughs> it's, you weren't thinking. You weren't thinking about it. It's okay, I Mike. Just, it's just was, I got a lot of stardust today. Yeah, yeah th- I saw it was like three thousand bonus. I think. Yeah, I don't actually know because Go Plus did it and it didn't <laughs> tell me, and it didn't yeah. actually update the sums until this morning. I think it's. I think it's a three thousand bonus you get. That sounds about like right. That. Yeah, and a bunch of items. I got like twenty-one items, which yeah. actually seem like on the low end compared yeah. to what some people got. See, I don't care about the items because I don't have any trouble. I feel like items. my bag was full, so I, I really appreciate the items. This whole weekend, there's no stops near me, so I have to like for the weekend. I have to subsist on what I can get collect during the week, especially during this week, this event week. Oh man, I'm down to like 180 items or something. Crazy. But there were so many items from the Poké Stops. That's what I'm saying. This whole I I had a full bag on Thursday afternoon, but then a three day weekend of catching things because as i oh, mentioned oh because you're a federal employee yeah the what i got friday off too you don't usually get it in ontario businesses no. can choose yeah they can and they <clears throat> often choose not to because there, yeah yeah there, i was reading there is an Should ontario i give my workers a holiday <laughs> <laughs> no there's a bylaw at least in ottawa where you have to give employees until 12 30 or something uh for for like private businesses but i could see that in ottawa because they have the national ceremony and basically need to shut down downtown but school schools still running everything like it's like the stampede parade here yeah (sighs) anything else about pokemon anything else about anything the world over can we talk politics yet (laughs) no we'll save that for an episode of east meets west Nick, you specifically said I'm busy until January. <laughs> it's it is the busy season at work. Yeah, I work every day this weekend. Oh wow! And then most of next week too. That's crazy. Yep. I hear Wednesday is a good time to come see you. <laughs> mm, Tuesday. Tuesday? Oh. Oh wait, Wednesday. at work. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep, we're having our one day sale on wow. suits. I thought you weren't supposed to talk about it. I'm not supposed to talk about the price, <laughs> but as of last Wednesday, I'm allowed to discuss what day it is. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. Just tell me when to stop. 100, <laughs> 110, 120. We're talking dollars or percent off. stopped a long time ago because the speed limits here <laughs> only ever go up to 110. Uh I feel like I feel like this has to continue. This is our shortest show ever, and it's all because we can't talk about the one thing we want to talk about. 
we or you we want to I, talk about that i want to talk about uh okay all right, well so wait today i finish at like 245 i'm not sure if we're doing anything i assume rob's doing something because he's always doing something on the weekend maybe not okay we'll talk we'll talk about it all right well, in that case, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Future Chat. As always, you can head to unwindmedia.com slash futurechat for past episodes and more. Talk to you guys next week. Ciao. Doodaloo. I haven't had my coffee yet. So I'll oh, God. <laughs> I know. That's why it was such a short episode. <laughs> Mike didn't have anything to say because caffeine is converted into enthusiasm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> With 100% efficiency. <laughs> Caffeine is converted into cell phone news. I think that's how that works. Oh, that I, should have, uh, I should have mentioned, I think Soylent might be aggravating my asthma. Really? Do you think it's the algal flower? I have no idea. But like one day this week, I was just outrageously hungover. Hmm. Or something happened. No. Ugh, details. Anyway, I didn't have morning soylent, and I noticed I was breathing a lot better during the day. And then another day I was hungover. <laughs> it's been an interesting week. <laughs> and I didn't have soylent again, and I felt like I was breathing better. Huh. And so then yesterday, I didn't have soylent, and then I had it in the afternoon, and my breathing felt really heavy in the afternoon. Todd? Yeah. I think I think we need a blind study here. Yeah. This, this sounds. <clears throat> How am I going to have a blind study of whether or not I'm eating soylent? Just make soylent tasting textured <laughs> liquid that isn't yeah, soylent. That's brilliant. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think of that before. Kyle, <laughs> uh. I need some really thin pancake batter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that's going to go. Now I'm all sad again. About Soylent? Back to reality. Well, yeah, that too. My, I want my food bars back. Mm. Uh, Soylent is not shipping to me because... Well, it's back ordered. It, no, it's like, hey, the card didn't work. It was like, <laughs> I feel like there should be plenty of room on that card, but I'll pay it off anyway. <laughs> and I made a payment on the 9th, and that mm -hmm. payment has still not gone through. I think it's just back ordered. Mm. I think that's why. No, like my my card just is not working anymore. Your credit card isn't working. That's right. But it and you're not making payment. You're not paying for anything with it. Well, not anymore. Oh. <laughs> this is a this is a bigger problem than you're making it out to be. If that's true, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure the powder's back ordered. Oh yeah, no, I I signed up for the discounted uh, two point oh. Oh okay, and it's was it discounted? How's if it you're discounted? a powder subscriber. Oh, subscriber. Yeah. And so I don't know if I'm going to get that powder discount now because hmm. it's just not working. And it's like, yeah, this has to be rectified in three to four days. Otherwise, you just won't get it. And it's like, well, to me, I guess. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you just have to update your uh, your credit card information. It's like, I literally cannot do that. Weird. Because you don't give me the option. Yeah. Hmm. So I think the customer service people and I... We'll have a chat at some point. Makes sense. I'll get a hold of Soylent Connor on Reddit. Yeah. Their their email is actually pretty good. Their email is like, really good. There's a time when I subscribed and then was meaning to unsubscribe, but I forgot. Then they're like, oh, we shipped. 
or no, I think he said the shipping labels have been printed. So I emailed quickly. I was like, oh crap, I meant to unsubscribe. Like, oh yeah, no worries. Like, no, we'll, we'll refund you or whatever. So it's like, okay, sweet. Hmm. That's great. Yeah. So I, I, they'd probably be understanding if you're like, oh, my hat troubles. Can I still get the discount? <laughs> yeah. Mine shipped and it was, uh, instead of being like, oh crap, I was like, oh, I guess I should have some of what I have now. <laughs> so it's like, basically marketing the fact that they sent me more. <laughs> Yeah. I really liked the food bars. Yeah? Yeah. I told them when they sent me a thing saying, uh, like asking if I wanted to refund it to send them back. I was like, no, I like them. I Send me more, please. <laughs> send you all the returned bars. Really? Yeah. They didn't offer me a refund on the powder. Because yeah. the powder, they're the saying powder that didn't they're get still recalled. okay. Yeah. They're just saying it's fine to have. But if you're experiencing mm-hmm. issues, then to send it back. Okay. 